Hey, this is Pastor David. Thanks for plugging in today. I believe that this word from God will encourage you, challenge you, and help direct you toward your destiny. A new commandment I give unto you, Jesus said, that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and understanding, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. Let's get right into the word. There's no one like our God, no one at all. Gave his son for us, Jesus the Lord. Who can love us like he does? No one at all Oh, how we love you, Lord Welcome back, our faithful listeners. Welcome back to our podcast. This is Daily Bread, a show we provide weekly to dive deeper into the messages that you heard at Strong Tower. Of course, we've been talking about This Little Light, a message that was delivered by Pastor Tanya, and I'm excited to have her back in the studio with me this morning. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for being so awesome and and covering when I was gone. You sound lovely. (laughs) You got a perfect voice for radio today. (laughs) I'm coming back. So you left it all on the table, or the pulpit, I said the other day. You You left it all at the pulpit. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I finished raspy and and then had nothing. And I don't think most of the people at church really knew what a miracle it was that, uh, you know, if it, I don't know that we've ever taken a sick day on a Sunday. And yeah, I don't I know don't, that we ever we will, <laughs> but we came really, really close this Sunday. <laughs> Neither of us had voices. God is good. Somehow the Lord miraculously provided for us and for our church family, which was great. Right? He's so good. He's so good to us. Safe to say the next couple of days, you were out of commission. I had nothing. I had zero voice. I had zero breath. And I'm, I'm, I'm on the mend. Praise God. Yeah, it was very whispery around here for a couple of days. Kind of nice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was very quiet. Man, I got to say, I really did enjoy this message, uh, this little light. Uh, it, was, it was really fun to listen to and, and really well delivered. One of the scriptures that you brought up was James 5.16. It says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. So that's kind of a, a series maybe all in itself, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Yeah, how, how we do that. But he says that we should do these things in order to be healed. And then he goes on to say, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Mm-hmm. And the Amplified says that it is dynamic and that it can have tremendous power, that our prayer can have tremendous power. That's so encouraging, isn't it? Yeah, it really I is. Love that. I love the way it says that. There's so much in our society, especially today in our culture, about trying to downplay prayer and downplay how important it is and, and the effect that it has, its, its effectiveness in the world. Right. So more and more important every day to go back to the scriptures and realize what God says about prayer and not necessarily about what Hollywood or the cynical view of society has to say about about <laughs> prayer. Prayer is it's an open doorway between us and heaven. And if we don't pray, that doorway's not there. You know, that the doors of heaven are closed. We need to be praying. It avails much. There is tremendous power in our prayers. Absolutely. It's not a waste of time. Definitely. A matter of fact, anything the enemy says, you can just say, yeah, that's a lie. he's right he's gonna say the opposite of the truth always (laughs) right right? and discourage us from from acting in the truth you bet well you were talking about the power that that god released through one man who was willing to turn to god in spite of fear and lack and helplessness and you said that instead of turning to fear 
our job is to turn to Jesus and go on a rescue mission. Amen. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So some believers don't realize that there's work to do once we become Christians. We think, oh, well, I got my ticket punched. I'm, I'm going to heaven. Everything's good with me. Now it's about my life and you know how much I can accumulate, how many cars I can put in my garage, how many dollars I can put in my right. bank account. It's all easy and rainbows and gummy bears from here. Yeah. And I, I, so I think some of that might be um, the current state of the church. Some, I mean, there could be a hundred reasons why people think that. I, obviously, the, the burden lies on the pastors to you know, teach their teach their people the truth about what it is and how to be empowered for acts of Christian service exactly. after we become born again. So, describe for our listeners, if you would, as Christians, what rescue mission are we on? Because this is new information to some some Christians. <laughs> they they might not even know that they've got a job to do. So, so tell us what what rescue mission is this? What are we on? Once we're saved, we enlist. We enlist in God's holy army. And, you know, when you enlist, you don't just write your name down and say, okay, I'm done. Like I'm fighting. There's preparation for battle that needs to be made. We do get distracted and we live our life and we think, oh, okay, well, you know, now I can get all this cool stuff, right? Because we hear too much prosperity gospel. Now it's about get, 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 get. None of that stuff is coming to heaven with you. The only stuff that you can bring to you can't even bring your clothes. You're going naked. The only stuff that you can bring to heaven with you is other people. Mm -hmm. And so that's the rescue mission is because people are in the clutches of hell. They are in a death grip and they don't know it. And it is up to us to introduce Jesus to this world that we can bring them to heaven with us that they can bring their loved ones to heaven with them. We've got to rescue them from the grip of hell and bring them to heaven and bring them to the kingdom. Yeah, you know, it's occurred to me that most Christians don't know that we have a role to play within humanity, in our families, in our communities, and our social and professional circles. We, we have a role to play. We've got a job to do. And knowing that we have a job, this rescue mission, which you so yeah. eloquently described right there. I really appreciate that. Um, my my problem, and maybe you can relate, is that I I get so easily distracted by the needs and pressures of my little world. Right. Just the this little <laughs> bubble that I've created around myself and the things that I need to do. Do you have any ideas that that we can use to remain? mission-minded? Yeah, there's so many ways to stay mission-minded, but it is so hard with with all the distraction and the, the life, you know, that, that comes at us. I would say some ways to keep focused on our mission first is to start your day with prayer. And that in and of itself is hard. We got dogs barking. We got, you know, some kid can't find his socks. Like there's always something. <laughs> I'm there hungry is, in the morning. Exactly. There's <laughs> always something, but breathe, like take a deep breath. The Bible tells us that God heard David in the sigh, right? Take a deep breath and take a, a second for God. Take five minutes and start thanking him and start talking with him and start your day with him as the forefront. That way you have a filter for the rest of your day. What else is going to happen? Everything that happens has to get filtered through him. And it helps so much just in the organization of your day in the saying, is this priority or is this not? Can little Johnny survive for five minutes without his left sock? Definitely. But what's going to happen in my day that I need God for? And just really 
center yourself with him and, and get him in the forefront of your mind so that you can start looking out at your world through his eyes. Like Johnny might be crying because he can't find a sock. Like that might be the thing. But really, there's a bigger frustration going on. If we're too busy looking at the surface, we're not going to get to the root. And it's that time with God that's going to help expose those roots. And I really like how you put it in some of your previous episodes when we've been talking about what prayer looks like, how how we actually pray. And so I, I've been practicing this point for, for quite a while, this start your day with prayer. And I, I think it really works well when we have kind of a, a better or clearer understanding on how prayer works, what it looks like, how that communication with, with God works. I, I like how you always say, I don't end my prayer with a period. You know, right. I, I end it with a semicolon. I'm, I'm coming back to this. I'm, exactly. coming, I'm coming back to this prayer. Because a prayer is really a conversation and, and we're never out of conversation. If God is with us all the time, he's always available to have conversation with. So yeah, I never finish my, you know, and bless this day in Jesus name. Amen. I'm done. And then I leave God on the bedside. You know, no, he's with me through my whole day. And that's, gosh, that's just so important to have him by your side and to know that and to access God throughout the day. So the first way to stay mission-minded, to stay focused on the mission is to start your day with prayer. I guess I should say, start your conversation with God. And then I would say to ask him in that time, ask him to open your eyes to the people that are around you. Mm -hmm. In my message, I said, if we could see the sickness that was on people, would it change how we pray for them? Mm -hmm. When I was in the hospital, you could see sickness on me. Like I had no color except my lips were blue. I was swollen. I was, everything was wrong and it was, it was visible. It was palpable. Yeah. You, you didn't, could, you didn't look like you. It, yeah. I didn't, I didn't look like people. Mm. Like I, I was probably pretty zombified. I, I don't know. But if we could see the sickness that it puts on people to be separated from God, what does that look like yeah. to be separated from God? What does it look like to be in hell's clutches? If we could see that as a sickness and if we could see the sickness on people, would it change the passion that we come to God with for them? Would it change our attitude toward them? Would it change us in instead of being maybe angry with them or annoyed with them or frustrated with them? Would it change our hearts toward them? Definitely start your day with prayer. Start your day in that conversation with God and then ask him to open our eyes to the people that are around us so that we might see them how he sees them. He sees the sickness. He sees through that spiritual filter that we don't always get. So if we can ask him to show us people how he sees them, thirdly, ask God to show his heart for this people. Uh, Pastor Dave, you mentioned in the podcast the other day how my family was there in the hospital. There is just something powerful in family, something that comforts to have their presence there something about being surrounded by people who you know love you mm -hmm. like you're not alone exactly so that you know it you know you're not alone and as soon as your eyes open as soon as i came to there's my family in the room waiting to be able to come in and and say something anything to me they were waiting to be around you to comfort you there's just something about not having to go through this alone. 
And people who aren't in the family, they are alone. And not only are they alone, they're alone in their sickness. Mm -hmm. And I think once we recognize that, our hearts would be so softened to them that we would be so full of compassion for them. And, And you say it best when you say it is compassion that moves the heart of God. I think if our eyes were open to God's heart for people and to how God sees them, it would step us up in our prayer life for them. It would it would ignite something new in us that wasn't there before. That feeling of being alone is it, it's devastating. There's there's an, a, another feeling that's quite like it. When it's so dark and it's so devastating and it's so thick. As you talk about these these ways to keep focused on the mission, I like how you you said to start every day with prayer and to ask God to open your eyes to the the people who are around you and to ask God to show you his heart for people. So obviously the first one is within my control to start my day with prayer. Now I can ask God to show me things, but I'm not really in control of whether or not he shows me those things, but we know that he does. We know that he will because we're asking something according to his will. Before you go on, tell us how we can recognize when God is starting to open our eyes to people around us. How do we recognize when God is showing us his heart for people? I think we can recognize when God is showing us his heart for people is there is a shift in us that happens when when we start catching God's heart, when we start catching God's sight and his heart for people. There's a shift in us that happens and it, it stirs something new in us. It, it stirs a, a different kind of compassion and, and it pulls us even out of the I'm right and you're wrong or just a heartless attitude. It, it pulls us out of that. And and instead of being, I, I'm like coming at it as an I'm bigger than you, it puts us alongside that person so that we can wrap our arm around them. You know, somebody who we may not have touched earlier. We are willing to wrap our arm around them and say, hey, let me walk this with you instead of standing in front of them and pointing and saying, go here, do it like this. It really just softens us and it it builds a relationship. And then we can move on to asking God for open doors. Ask him, you say, God, open a door for me to talk to people, open a door for me, you know, send me to somebody. And when we ask, God's answers are yes and amen. He is the God of yes and amen. So if you ask for an open door, don't just ask for it and leave it at that. Ask for that open door and then go look for it. Look for it, which means we're going to have to do something. We're going to have to leave our house. We're going to have to get in front of people. And when he opens that door, invite him to speak through you. And it doesn't have to look like a, oh, thus saith the Lord, because that's just weird. I mean, honestly, come on. That's just kind of a, a weird thing. You know, we're not going to say, open the door, Lord, and then go put our own little pulpit on the street corner and start yelling at people. No, we're going to ask him to open the door and then look for how can we encourage people? Because the Lord's word is always encouraging, right? It, it always calls us higher, but it calls us higher through encouragement. So we're going to look for ways to encourage people. And then, of course, you know, when we're delivering that encouragement, we don't need to go, thus saith the Lord, those shoes look great, you know, but we can just let people know 
that we notice them. That, that they have great looking shoes. <laughs> but th- that they have great looking shoes, right? That they're seen like, hey, those shoes are really cool. I like them. They look awesome with that outfit. You know, just let people know that they're seen. And it, it does start small. It does start small like that. Like, hey, great shoes or cool necklace or just something that says, hey, I notice you. Because those people who are feeling alone are also feeling invisible. And I think just to have a word of encouragement of, I notice you are alive on this planet and you are next to me. That is That's a first step to creaking the door open. And that just lets them know that you're walking this life alongside them, that they are noticed, that they are not in it alone. And as the Lord speaks more, speak more, speak more um, as he speaks through you. We are on a rescue mission. And some easy ways for us to stay focused on that rescue mission is to start our days with prayer, ask God to open our eyes to the people who are around us, Ask God to show you his heart for those people Mm -hmm. and then ask him for open doors and the fun part, go look for them. That's right. The message was called This Little Light and the link can be found in the description section below. We thank you so much for going on there and watching that message. I know that everybody on YouTube is begging for likes and subscriptions and notification bells, (laughs) but honestly, they ask for it because it's helpful. And this isn't a video about, you know, cats chasing their tails. This is a this is a video that could change somebody's eternal destiny. And you could have an easy role in their eternal destiny. You could have an eternal reward just by hitting a like or a subscription and helping us to get that message out there. We thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Pastor Tanya, thanks for joining us in the studio. And I look forward to talking again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Without your faithful support, we wouldn't be able to do the work that God has called us to. If you know someone who would be blessed by what you just heard, please pass this along. At Strong Tower, we believe that you are a unique expression of God's love and creativity, and we consider it an honor to be a part of your journey. There's no one like our God, no one at all. Gave his son for us, Jesus the Lord. Who can love us like he does? No.